0: Welcome to Bad at Love Podcast. Scary moments in dating history, spectacular extravaganza, eleganza. Spoopy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and she wrecked it with spoopy. Whatever. I'm Tamu. And I am Mallory.
2: Wee, wee,
0: yes. Mallory, beep, 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 beep. This is our episode of scary stories that we received from all of you on the internet notice final not finale because no, there will always the- be stories this is the first annual okay like let's be honest okay. <laughs> what it is. okay
1: we have done our awkward we have done our creepy and now we are going into our full-fledged scary
0: Ugh, what full-fledged scary fucked b- up shit
1: Yes. Ah! These dates actually kind of, maybe leave your light on a little bit.
0: Woo! My goodness, people. Meditate before you go to bed so that way yeah. you don't have
1: scary dreams about Say it. Say your
0: prayers. <laughs> Pray that the candy man doesn't come out after you. Done.
1: Oh. Do you want to start us off or survive? No, you start. I will start us off. So this is Jennifer, who had a podcast, Women Transcend, and is, it's over at this point, may continue onward, but you can still find... Women transcend another. Jennifer, places. make a
0: podcast.
1: <laughs> oh man, my jam! I think that's all of our jams. Oh. I had a quote-unquote blind date with a man I met on Match. He was professionally accomplished, interesting on the phone, so we met at a restaurant. During the conversation, he told me about one how he traffics in rare and endangered animals illegally. <laughs> Two, he had run over his ex-girlfriend with his car and was in a lawsuit with her over that. And finally, and certainly by no means least, three, how he had killed a homeless man. (laughs) No, I am not making this up. I mean, that's a lot. And I actually wish, Jennifer, that we at some point could get you on this podcast to hear that full story. Because I want to know how that ended. If you just simply walked away or if you took out a recorder at that point and was like, "Do tell me even more about this.
0: How he killed a homeless man. How did I want to know how he did kill a homeless man. I want to
1: know how he's currently out in society right now. <laughs> Because honestly, if this is his way of just trying to show, and prove like how wonderful of a man he can to protect you, or if he actually did these things, you know what? Though, in which case, be in jail.
0: Props to him for at least being honest about his stuff, <laughs> so that you're not like, wait a minute, what? Timmy <laughs> had these issues. He does try to kill. Like you, you know when you're getting sl- into a fight that you would sleep with him and then look at his mail and be like, yeah. you killed a homeless. You are in actually getting ready to go to jail for killing <laughs> trying to kill your ex-girlfriend? Like what is happening? And also you kill endangered species illegally? Like what no, if you're trafficking? Kill. He traffics. Basically them. you're killing them and they're dead. Oh my god. For the most part. Who how do you get to all of this? The only and and I don't
1: believe him because if you did that, who the fucks talks about that? Because that's in that's I so know. illegal. I've, like you'd be in jail necessarily
0: because there might be a lady who's like
1: you've already got a tag on you though there's there a tag on you be for running l- over your girlfriend and killing for killing a, a homeless <laughs> yeah well
0: he didn't say that he went to prison for killing the homeless <laughs> oh man
1: so, Jennifer contact us <laughs> it's just like holy
0: shit but there might be the lady who's out there like all right <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's someone for everyone in
1: and <laughs> there might be a lady that be that might be like. I actually have a zoo. <laughs> exactly.
0: I could use some exotic animals. Thanks. How about a rhino? <laughs> wow, oh, my girl. Bad. I am so happy that you made it out to tell us this story. So and you can tell you
1: more. Contact
0: us. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. All right. So our next one is from Renee from Women Who Wander podcast. Some guy I met from OKCupid okay who spent our first date ranting about his crazy ex who had an abortion with he had an abortion with one to two weeks ago i tried to cut that date real short but the guy was very insistent on trying to walk me home didn't want him to know where i lived so i just picked a random dorm and was like well this is it bye and ran inside (laughs)
1: wow (laughs) good on you good on you i think that's amazing first
0: of all i want to just caveat these two stories so far are about online dating, which yeah. is what we've discussed trying to actually do. <laughs> and this is really freaking me out.
1: So can I tell a quick story about dorms? Yeah. <laughs> so when I went to school, there was a point, uh, I used to work late hours at the at the job that I was at. Um, so I wouldn't get home until past 10 p.m., 11 p.m., depending on how much we had to clean. What I usually would do was I would always call someone. So if I got back, everything was dark, no one's out there, I would call someone as I was walking to the dorm and I would preface it actually because I was trying to make a joke out of something so then I wouldn't feel terrible, mm-hmm. horrible, where I would say, you know, this is my call to make sure that if anything happens to you know. me, you know what's going on. So and one time none of my friends picked up, so I called my dad. And he was like, what are you doing right now? And I was like, this is in case, like, I don't want anyone to rape me, dad. And, he was, and so he was, so of course his response was like, you want me to listen to it? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm at my dorm now. It's safe. Thank you. Like, I was just calling to it, And he was like, you are fucked up in the head. So, so I get and understand the whole, like, picking a quick, because like I was thinking of it too. I feel like most women were. We're like, we don't want to be followed. No, absolutely like not. Yeah. So and that's
0: what, you know, my dad told me to do. when right. I, He's like, if somebody's following you, you just jump into like a store, yep. and go into a place with people and let them know what's going on and wait for that person. To, you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, that's just typical what you do. It's is so. what
1: you do. So I get you. I get you.
0: <sighs> the safe things that we have to do for ourselves.
1: Our next one actually has a audio clip. She
0: has gifted us with an amazing bit of audio. Yes. I'm so happy and grateful for her for doing this. For
1: it's us. about eight minutes long. But it's uh, amazing.
0: Amazing eight minutes.
1: Right. So Rory from Blue Stocking, which is the podcast for people who love to learn, but don't always, always have time to study.
0: We won't make Mallory read your tagline. <laughs> The podcast
1: for people who learn to love.
0: Nope. (laughs) 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 Woo, girl. That is not even two bottles in. I'm ashamed.
1: (laughs) Uh, She prefaces this with I had a guy write a Greek tragedy about me called Three Dates with Rory. Now, to be fair, Rory makes it sound like she asked for this.
0: Uh, She did not. She did not.
1: And we'll let you listen to... And you can
0: judge it for yourselves, folks.
1: <laughs> we'll let you listen to her story Not right now.
2: <laughs> Hi, my name's Rory. And this is the story of how I inspired a Greek tragedy. A couple of years ago, I was on OkCupid okay and I met a guy. We hit it off. We talked. We had a great first date. And at the end of the night, we were walking back to our cars and you know how some people like to walk really close to you and it's like you're attached at the hip well some people myself included aren't into that and so i told him then that i wasn't really much of a pda person holding hands was fine but i didn't want his arm around me restricting my movement he seemed to take that okay and we continued our walk at a normal distance And he kissed me goodnight, and it was probably one of the sloppiest, worst kisses I've ever had. And I'm one of those who I will try to fix those things because the campfire campfire rule, you know, you should always leave something better than you found it. Um, So I tried to fix it. Didn't really work. We actually went out two more times, and I told him both times that I wasn't really into PDA but he seemed to not hear me or listen or care about the fact that I was uncomfortable with a man who outweighed me by a hundred pounds and was at least a foot taller than me. And I'm not a small girl, but he, he didn't understand why I was uncomfortable being pawed at and grabbed and pulled when I was trying to respectfully say, no thanks, buddy. Anyway, uh, our final date, we went out to a restaurant. I picked up the tab because I'm nice and I also felt guilty that I was about to end this. But as we were leaving and in the parking lot to go, oh, before we left, um, I was doing a play at the time and it was my first time having to kiss someone on stage, and I was telling him about rehearsals uh, at dinner, and he actually, like, slammed his hand on the table and was very upset. Like, you can kiss someone in front of an audience, but you can't kiss me in the street, and it just, woo, it made me uncomfortable because that's kind of creepy that you get that angry about something like that. So we're out in the parking lot, and he keeps pawing at me and not letting me go. And I, I finally am able to get in my car. And he doesn't let me close the car door. And he kind of like leans into the car through the open door. And he's this huge guy. Yeah, he was he was a bigger guy and didn't seem to know his own strength. You know, so I I tried to I, I ghosted, which is not nice. I know. But it seemed like the best idea at the time. And several months pass, and I am at a workshop day with some fellow theater teachers. We had a long lunch, so we decided to go out to this sandwich shop, this local sandwich shop, and we took two cars, and I got there a couple minutes later than my buddies. Well, I'll tell you what happened to my friend who was having her sandwich made by Greek Tragedy Guy. I walked in the door, and she had no idea what was going on. She just saw him look up and say, oh my god, oh my God, not today. Oh my God, not today of all days. And he just went on and was totally distracted. And she didn't care. She just wanted her sandwich. She was hungry. But he just kept staring at me. And I had caught on by this point. And I was really hoping that he wasn't going to make my sandwich because it was awkward enough as it was. But I did have somebody else make my sandwich. And when she went to get the bread, he stopped her and talked to her for a good 30 seconds. And I could tell that she was uncomfortable. And she was just looking at me like WTF. And I <laughs> kind of looked at her like, I don't know, man, sorry. And so I tried to be nice and wave at him. And he just gave me the saddest look and just held up his giant man paw in return. And, and then went back to making somebody else's sandwich. Apparently, I didn't see this because my back was to it, but apparently he kept leaning around the counter, around the corner uh, to to look at us as we ate our lunches. And then as we were leaving, he stopped my friend and said, you know, sometime you're going to have to come back here without Rory and hear my side of the story. She broke my heart. I wrote a Greek tragedy about it. It's called Three Dates with Rory. Honestly, my friend was just kind of flummoxed because I hadn't even said anything to her about it. Um, it was three dates. She was confused. But um, she actually did go back a couple months later, and he recognized her. And he said, How do I know you? And she said, Well, you were telling me about a play you were writing the last time I was here. And, and he said, Oh, yes. Oh, yes, the girl who broke my heart. Uh, and she said, Well, do you have a copy? I'd love to read it. And he says, I'm still working on it. But you know, it's best if it, it's performed. And the only way to do it justice is if she plays herself. Oh, man, it's so creepy. You know, I, I have not been back to that sandwich shop. And it's been a couple years now. Um, But I did run into him. And I... I'm not in a small town. I did run into him not long after that. I was leaving a restaurant right before I went to the symphony with a friend and she hadn't heard the story yet either, but he walked into the restaurant as I'm leaving and you could just see he just was so freaked out by running into me. Uh and I felt bad cuz I was squinting cuz I was wearing daily contacts for the first time and those don't agree with me. He just looked so crestfallen and I think he was with his parents and I'm sure they heard all about the Greek tragedy as soon as I was gone. But I was telling my friend about it, and she had the best words of wisdom besides saying, hey, you know, not many people can say that they've inspired a Greek tragedy. You're a muse. You know, if you write a Greek tragedy about somebody, then the gods are going to conspire to place them in your path and punish you with it for the rest of time. Um. So thanks, buddy. I look forward to running into you multiple times um, and having awkward conversations or non-conversations because you thought it was a good idea to write down your feelings of heartbreak in a Greek tragedy about me. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Well, that was certainly enlightening <laughs> and a hundred percent insane and i pray rory that you're still not seeing this person randomly throughout your town in your neighborhood
1: i kind of want to figure out who he is <laughs> and i want to prove him wrong that anybody could play this point because i feel like any woman or man could probably be pay- placed in the position no, of you, you understand. and play out the heartbreak
0: it has to be rory Oh, my God. It feel, has to be. It feels like no a... No one re- else can set it right but her. <laughs> I feel like it's a really <laughs> creepy stalkerish
1: serial killer thing. What kind of shit is that? Like, do you remember in Luther where there was that creepy guy who had, like, the whole doll thing? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's what was yeah, happening. Like, feel, you're going to play out this. I don't
0: think that Rory would ever be the actress in the Greek tragedy because she might be, like, he might have already killed her and just had her, like, hanging up mm-hmm. somewhere to play it. And then another, like, his voice would be like, Oh, hark, hither, yonder, hither, wander. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, my God. Oh, Rory. Rory <laughs> we love you so hard for sharing this with us. And <laughs> Like I said, I hope that he does, he's not still seeing you or you're not still seeing him.
1: It's been two years.
0: In your hood. It's been two years. But still. Still some time Yep. <laughs> wow. I, have, I pray, you've, <laughs> pray you've moved on, bro. Pray you've Let's moved on. move on
1: to Blythe. Go for it.
0: This is from, from Blythe from Dork Pridecast. When I was young, I met a dude on OkCupid. Okay I didn't know much about him. His pictures were purposely blurry, Mm -mm. and when I asked his age, he would only tell me that age is just a number. Mm -mm. I mean, yeah, but what's yours? Mm -hmm. I was pretty curious about what this dude's deal was, so I agreed to meet. Unfortunately, I made the mistake of agreeing to a hiking first date, (laughs) which which I now understand is exceedingly difficult to deuce out of if things aren't going well. Anyway, we met at Griffith Park in LA, and he didn't seem that bad. He wasn't unattractive, pretty normal, or even that old. But when we started the hike, I, quick, I was quickly realizing that we just didn't have that much in common and I simply wasn't into him. When we reached the top of the hike, it was a really cool view of LA. And we stopped to take it in. That's when things started to get weird. He started asking me to do things in a very awkward way. Mm. He asked me to sit next to him, which I did. Then he asked, will you sit closer to me? Which I did because I made the mistake of hiking up a pretty steep area with a man I did not know. But it was weird. He continued to ask me to move closer until he physically moved my legs over his. I I wasn't sitting in his lap just sitting next to him with my legs crossed over the top of his. By this time, I was sure I had made a mistake. Oh, sweetie. But simply didn't know what to do about it. I'm certain my body language and general demeanor was screaming, not into this. But he either didn't pick up on it or didn't care. I finally suggested that we should go because I had a thing to get to and we started to trek our way back down to our cars. That's when he asked if he could see me again. Oh, God like at the start of that journey so i tried to play it off like i don't know i'm pretty busy these days i'll have to check my schedule (laughs) but he wasn't having it he just kept pressing and i was just kept trying to dodge at one point he even said well we make the times for things that are important to us and it took everything in me to scream yeah no shit take a hint not to scream Not to scream. Yeah, no shit, take a hint. I wish she did. But I Mm -hmm. guess she was probably like, you know, halfway down the hill. Yep. It was a very awkward and slightly terrifying 30 plus minute hike. I finally reached the beginning of the trail without getting murdered somehow, but just kept dodging his attempts to lock down a second date. And then I never spoke to him again. But I learned so much that day.
1: You know, I feel like... A lot of men, that they take it upon themselves to think that they have to... Because it's said that if you can't lock it down that first date, trying to get into the second, Mm -hmm. that there's... You're probably not going to get that second date. But you still need to, like, read the room. Lead yeah. the room. You can't, like, don't try to force it. Yeah, like, absolutely. if they say no, it's no, and mm-hmm. just leave it at fucking that. Uh, now, this next one, again, we are going to talk about with uh, Mouse and Weens. They had a an awkward tale. And this last one is actually very... The most
0: harrowing and insanely scary thing I've right. heard. And to hear her say it, I'm just like, oh my God, Yes. No. So Mouse actually had this happen to her. Yes.
1: And so I'll quickly tell you that it has to deal with uh, the guitarist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and her saying no, she did not wish to make out with him and a gun. Hmm? So let's play that quick little clip, I
3: guess.
2: Mm.
3: Well, we walk out of our car and honestly, like we took three steps on the sidewalk and then Flea and John from the chili peppers were walking toward us. I'm like, Hey, hi, do you remember me? And I had to like jog their memory and they're like, Oh yeah. Hey, how are you? And they're eating burritos or something. I'm like, great. They're like, what are you doing? Like, well, I don't know. We're just going to walk around. What should we go see? And they were like, well, why don't you come back to our house? We're having a party. And we're like, okay. They're like, can we get a ride? So or, we like, sure. So, we piled them into in the, the minivan, minivan? <laughs> yeah, in oh, the geez. Dodge Caravan, and we're driving along. And my friend is like, Wait, who are these guys? Because she was not into the whole <laughs> alternative, like, funk scene or anything. She just liked the straight up, like, long haired long-head rocker guys. So, she didn't really even know who they were. And so, we're driving, and we went up like Mulholland or something. And so, I think it was John's house up in the hills. And it was in Laurel Canyon. I Laurel Canyon, okay, and right? yeah, probably you know the story, but or you know the area. I don't remember any other street names, but we get out, go into his house, just a bunch of dudes. Like the place is pretty trash. There's a pool table. Whose house is
1: this? John's. I think or John's.
3: Yeah, John's. I know it wasn't Fleece. So it was John's, and pool in the back. It was just kind of like a. 70s 80s house like a tri-level you know you step in and then step up a couple steps and nothing fancy it looked like a Brady Bunch house and um, they were all playing ping pong and pool and in the in the hot tub and we went out and kind of walked around and we weren't like really into partying and stuff I think I had a beer and she was scared too she was like because oh, she didn't drink or do anything and we just kind of milled around and talked to the guys but of course we're, we're like younger girls wearing short shorts and the whole thing so we're eye candy and so everybody's coming up and but we ended up sitting, dangling our feet into the hot tub while Flea was in there. And he was really nice. He was talking all about, you know, so where do you go to school? What do you want to do? And and he was really sweet and he was talking about his wife and his kid. And and but right next to him, there was like some band dude and he had his butt up to the hot tub jet the whole time. And he was just like ah, ah.
0: He was just like
3: high on something. And we were just having a conversation about life goals and career paths while this guy was just shooting up his rear end. So random. But anyway, so the night continues and we um, end up, I don't know, everyone's high and like, you know, passing out everywhere and we're like all in heroin at that time. Right. I don't know what's going on. No one was doing stuff right in front of us, so we were pretty like I don't know, we didn't know. But they were like, Well, instead of getting a hotel, why don't you guys just stay here? We have a guest room. I was like, okay. And in the meantime, Flea was like, can you drive me home, though? I'm not going to stay. So I drove him home, and I got a tour of his house, and I got an autograph. And he was, like, really nice. Oh, my God. But, yeah, and then. Didn't you say he had a really cool place, too? Yeah, it was funky. He had one room that he had put, he collected hats. So it was, you walk into the, you open the door, and it was just, like, a small little, I don't know, 12 by 12 room. But it was probably four feet high filled with hats and he like Ooh. grabbed one off the top of the pile like he had to kind of wade through it and grabbed one he's like yeah this is the one from and it was whatever it... he dressed up like some funk guy and it was some dude in platform shoes that walked with goldfish bowls in his heels it was some like oh yeah yeah spoof that on was, uh, Bootsy Collins maybe? yeah Bootsy Collins or something yeah yeah so he was like he showed me the hat from that it was some pimps and hoes movie or something anyway and yeah. So he was fine. He was sh- oh, that
1: was, I'm going to get you
3: sucker. Oh, okay. There you go. Thank you. He's showing me posters. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to get this made into a tattoo and should I put it here or here? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I think he had a shirt off or something. Anyway, super random, but he was nice. And then I went back to, you know, go collect my friend and be like, should we really stay here? And at that point she was already like, yeah, let's just stay in this room. And I'm like, okay. But then John Frusciani was like, Hey, come here I want to show you the upstairs I showed you the upstairs I'm like okay just naive and stupid and he's showing me like the gold records hanging on the walls as we're walking up the stairs and then we go up in his bedroom and he like tries to kiss me and he like kind of pins me down on the bed and I'm like no 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 I'm not that kind of girl and I'm like trying to push him off and he was obviously high on whatever and he was holding my shoulders down and He reached either under his pillow or under his bed and he pulled out like a revolver and he held it to my head and was like, okay, where do you think you're going now? And you think you're so great. You're up on some pedestal. You're going to tell me no. And I was like,
1: "What?" yeah.
3: And somehow I just pushed him off me and I'm like, get the fuck off me and walked out of there, stormed out of there and went down into the guest room. And my friend was down there. She's like, what happened? I'm like, uh, we just have to go to sleep and so we pushed like the dresser up against the door we barricaded <laughs> ourselves into the room he ended up passing out somewhere I think and we snuck out of there at like five in the morning as the like first light was coming up and we like moved Ugh. the dresser and snuck out and I'm sh- oh, it was freaking scary
1: it's a fucking scary thing being like Anything could happen right now because what is worse than death? Mm-hmm. Like, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And to have it happen. Well, and <laughs> with in, a celebrity. In, in Mouse's case, like, they were all high, high, high mm-hmm. as fuck. Like, everybody back in those days were on the heroin. And, this, and you know, he was very much so an addict to heroin. Yep. I'm so happy that you made it out of that situation and that you didn't let it stop you from doing anything for and saying thank no you and pushing so much for sharing that. Yes, that was for, powerful. I mean honestly, I just was like, Oh my god, like I just wanted to go hug you. So it's hard in, so in those know. positions.
1: Yes, it's hard in those positions of power and props to you for being able to do what you did yep. and particularly at the very end to be like you went and found your friend and then you were like we're blocking up this door. We're closing
0: this door and then we are getting the fuck out of yes. here when all the creepy monsters go to bed.
1: <laughs> because Jesus Christ. Wow. Which just goes to say when these situations occur the fact that like you mentioned earlier after we had listened to it that you said he probably doesn't even remember. No absolutely Because of not. how it was and it's like that doesn't fucking mean it that you don't believe. It doesn't
0: mean it not A that it didn't happen. Yep. And that we shouldn't believe people. So. Exactly. Let's
1: end on a lighter note. <laughs> uh,
0: Jim, Jim, Jim to the rescue. Always Jim.
1: We love you, Jim.
0: Yeah. This is still kind of fucked. This is not like a scary <laughs> thing, but we figured we'd add it. Like, this is like the most fucked up we thing that put we this in read. A category. It wasn't so. creepy.
1: It wasn't <laughs> scary. It, it wasn't was awkward. Like, it's just like, who the fuck are you? Fucked
0: up. Like, the why would you do that, that you to are. a person? So, Mallory, you got it. No, you do. No, I did the weens. Oh, you did do weens. Mouse. Sorry. I wish we could have done something for weens, but okay. Next time. So this is from Jim. I did try to date between my long-term boyfriend and my new boyfriend, which is basically Ben. We know that who that is. Lovely Ben. Um, that will be long-term until death, I do believe. Oh, <laughs> It's so gross, but I cannot wait for the wedding. Ugh, like, gross. can you not wait? I know, but it's just like, I ah. want to read it. I don't want to read about it. Gross. Lovely ducks. Yeah. Nothing too exciting. However, there was a guy that I was trying to date. We were seeing how it would go. I had a bit of trouble tearing my Achilles tendon and then getting an infection a few days after surgery. He kindly picked me up from the hospital to take me home, but rushed so that he could get to the Super Bowl halftime party. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't see each other again.
1: Much like his other loves, that it continues <laughs> to see walking dogs and jogging you know, through bridges. Yeah, other gentleman callers,
0: <laughs> but uh, good for you, Jim, for being like, fuck this guy. I mean, who fucking does that? That is
1: rude as fuck.
0: Oh my god, people. But
1: to be fair, I, this is not the only story that I have heard of people saying that they... Picked up lovers, old lovers, ex-lovers from the airport, from the hospital, taking them home, taking care of them despite them having broken up. And... It,
0: they were still, they were not even exes. They were kind of seeing how it was yeah. going to go. And this guy was like, um, I got to go watch the, I the mean, Bills play somebody. I have also had the nachos.
1: Patriots. Nachos are amazing. I would just drop off my boy and go get some nachos at the You would. Time <laughs>
0: You actually would, but this Aww. lovely sociopath, maybe <laughs> narcissist—I'm still learning the differences between the paths and the cysts. But this person just was like, eh, "You're good, right?" I'm Bye. Out. <laughs> so fucked up. Here's a up. <laughs> So, this
1: is a little longer of our typical Flutter podcast. We feel but it's worth it, though. It's worth it. Thank you so much for submitting. Thank you for giving us something to audio wise. Oh my God. That, we are like, that is doing, amazing. We are living I'm so our excited. wildest
0: dreams right now.
1: This does not mean it's the end. If you ever have a date, scary, creepy, awkward, otherwise, please send it to us. We'll put it on our podcast as we talk about our bad at love adventures. We can certainly also make sure that all of our people who contributed to us, everything with podcasts, you can find them in our details. If you have any other dates, awkward, creepy, or otherwise,
0: we'll take happy ones.
1: We'll take happy ones. Happy days would go wells. Bum.
0: bum
3: Bobby Newport
0: I hope this is recording (laughs) It
1: is recording (laughs) (laughs) Bobby Newport Wow
0: (laughs) Holy crap